Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm recording this on Thursday, December 23rd, and I'm waiting for my husband to come back right now from Baltimore with some doner kebab. I'm very excited about this. has nothing to do with writing, but this is delicious. And I think I've talked about those kebabs before. So again, not an ad, just me loving those kebabs. Today, I'm going to talk not only about dinner kebabs, but about five things that I've learned about self-publishing. And one thing I've learned about writing in 2021. And I'll start with the five things that I've learned about self-publishing. The two first ones are related to my newsletter and how important it is for me to have a newsletter because I do enjoy writing emails. I think I am, it is easier for me to be more authentic per email because as I've mentioned before on my social media, it's it's kind of difficult for me because of the, or it feels more difficult to me because of this balance between me personally and then me as an author. And yes, it's the same person. But it's just a bit more complicated and I'm still learning how to to do that. But when it comes to my newsletter, I've realized that I do enjoy it. I do enjoy sending emails. I think I it's easier for me to find things to talk about. It's weekly that I do them. So that's something I might actually do too in my social media. At some point it sticks to like sticking to a calendar might be good for me. But what I've learned about my newsletter, so the first thing that I've learned is that writing more emails once every week really does work for me. The open rate and clicks have been much higher. So basically, I've started the year, I didn't send any newsletters in January 2021. And then very sporadically between February and about March. And I think it's about in spring that I've really started. I asked first people who were in my newsletter who had not opened emails, at least according to MailChimp, for several weeks or even months. I've asked them if they wanted to stay in my newsletter. And I followed the advice. I think it was of, I cannot believe it was from Tammy Labreck. Or if it was from Nick Stevenson, I will put both those links in my episode's description. But, you know, they said you can send out an email and then add something for subscribers to click on so that you're sure that if they click on it, because that's still being recorded no matter the changes in, in emails, reporting that you know if those people still want to stay in your newsletter subscribers and I did that quite a few of them actually clicked on the link and so I made sure that I kept them on in the groups that I had 
And then once I've done that, I started sending emails every week. And my open rate went from 25-35%. Rarely I had like a 40% spike in opening rate. Sometimes I think I had one 50%, but that was very, very rare. Now what I get regularly in terms of opening rate is at least between 35 and 65% of my email, of my subscribers open my emails that are counted by MailChimp, knowing that some emails sometimes count as open, even though people did not open them, like there are things, but I also get more clicks, which is something that I can measure because my newsletter has helped me so much in terms of getting pre-orders this time around. My newsletter is about 400 people. And out of those 400, I have engaged subscribers are about between 50 and 80. And when I mean engaged subscribers, those are the ones who always answer polls, when I send out polls, um, those are the ones that click on links regularly. And that really helps me in terms of getting the word out there. So that's something that I want to keep on working on. And then talking about the newsletter, adding the exclusive bonus scene at the end of the book. So, you know, like right after the end, when you write the end, you can add a little image or you can just write hey do you want an an exclusive epilogue an exclusive bonus scene an exclusive deleted scene just subscribe to my newsletter or just or just click here and then that takes them to the landing page this has also helped me (laughs) with the book that i've just released in french so with la fiancée sur la touche i've had a newsletter subscriber almost every day during the first week of release, just signing up to my newsletter to get the bonus scene. So that was that was an organic way of getting the subscribers. No giveaways, just directly people who enjoy my writing and who wants want to have access to the newsletter. I do also have another way for them for them to get the bonus scenes and uh, exclusive epilogue, so they have a choice on the way they get it. And I think I'm crossing my fingers. That means that I will definitely have very engaged subscribers. And that since I've just released it, and this is something in French, I'm going to do an email every two weeks and see how that works. But I'm not going to go like I did with my English newsletter, just very sporadically sending emails. And because it works, it just works for me. And I think it just works in terms of email marketing for me right now. This is one way that I'm able to reach out to readers and build a relationship with the readers. And yeah, so it's it's working for me. And that's something that I've learned in 2021 because I definitely didn't do it that way prior to 2021. Another thing I've learned about self-publishing is that when it comes to new releases, and again, this is for me and not for necessarily, you know, it, it has to go back with the goals that you set yourself and the way you want to approach self-publishing. But for me, I needed more reviews. As I've mentioned, the way that I self-published The Leftover Bride, I didn't have advanced review copies early enough so that I could get reviews very quickly 
on Amazon, on Goodreads and on e-retailers. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to use Booksprouts and I'm going to use NetGalley. Booksprouts was good. I had a good, you know, I had a few reviews on there. But I didn't have a lot of readers who shared a lot on social media afterwards that I'm aware of. While for NetGalley, I had a lot of readers who shared my books with their networks and who reviewed it very timely, very quickly. So I had a few reviews from my newsletter. I had a very few reviews from Booksprouts. And then from Booksprout, and then I had a lot of reviews through NetGalley. So it was something that in terms of investment for me, in terms of getting my name out there to readers, I think was useful. And I have about 10 people that I need to contact who said they wanted to get in touch with the author, which I need to do in the new year. I'm not going to do that right now because I have to write a short story for my newsletter. So I that's my main focus for next week. But it's something that I wasn't quite sure was going to work. I wasn't quite sure if the investment was going to be worth it, if I should just spend that money on pure advertisement and get, you know, readers that way. But I had a lot of requests. I had a lot of people who really enjoyed the books. I got newsletter subscribers and I got visibility that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So for me, it was it was a good investment in terms of self-publishing in 2021. I actually had a better experience with it than I did the last time I put something up. So I think I had more requests. I had so maybe my cover worked better. Maybe again, maybe the cover, maybe the fact that it's contemporary romance and not a thriller, maybe the time of the year, because I put it on NetGalley right before the holidays and my book is a holiday rom-com. So yeah, maybe all of that, all those factors influenced the fact that I had a very good experience this time around. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Will I put the next one on NetGalley? Maybe not, because my goal is actually to have the eARC, the advanced review copy, earlier, hoping that that way I can get reviewers from my list, from my newsletter subscribers, and by posting on social media more easily and get quite a few reviews, you know, before the book publishing publishes. So in terms of timeline, I want to do my timeline differently for the next one. And so we'll see how that works. And if I do or do not need to add NetGalley to the mix, Another thing I've learned about self-publishing in 2021, I could actually do way more than five, but so number four, I could talk about the translation again, which I'm very happy with the way that it ended. Like the product that I published is, I think readers are connecting to it mostly. And so it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's exciting, but I think number four, something that I've learned about self-publishing in 2021 is that I need to keep learning, which sounds like I need to rethink some of my branding and maybe more focused about my branding. So I've just, I've just joined a book funnel promo, which is about sweet with heat. And that's pretty much what I'm writing. Like the left of a bride 
is sweet with heat. Um, so it's not full on steamy all the time. It's not sweet because it does have heat. <laughs> so it's sweet with heat. And I was doing some, some Amazon searches and some searches and it, it's something that I could try to brand some of my stories as when it comes to the ones that are coming out for Swanscove, for the Swanscove series. And so I think it's, it's just rethinking, like when something is not working exactly the way that it could, it's just always rethinking and always learning and kind of adding new building blocks to my branding and, and working on my business plans and my goals and I think just being more focused and targeted in the way I do things without losing the joy of writing. And so that's something that I've started, I think, doing and I'm learning to do. And that's something that even though I had in mind before, I think it really materialized for me this last year in 2021. So, yeah. And number five, something that I've learned about self-publishing this year is that I still thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoy the process. I enjoy what self-publishing entails. And I've learned so much of that thanks to the interviews that I've done and the people I've listened to and... It's something that I've learned about myself, but it's also something that I've learned by listening to others. And I'm thinking of the interviews that I've done throughout the year, uh, throughout the year on this podcast and talking to Leslie, talking to NS about self-publishing and, you know, what, how they're achieving the goals they're setting to achieve. And, and yeah, I think it has propelled me or it propels me to really come up with a plan, a plan for next year, a plan for my pen name that I'm trying to do rapid release with. And just, yeah, just, I'm just in awe, I think, of the talent and the support that I also found this year in the, in the self-published publishing community I mean it's uh, you know it was amazing to me that I could just write to that NS just accepted to talk to me on the podcast I I did not know her I don't know her personally and when I've read when I read her book article I was just you know so impressed with everything she was sharing and then when I contacted her and she accepted to be on the podcast and everything I mean it was just I'm basically, I'm just, I guess, humbled in a way and just also motivated. And yeah, I'm just, I think I feel like even though things are still not the way I want them to be in terms of the business side of self-publishing, that I am closer to having the tools and the knowledge to achieve those goals. Because I have seen that 
you know, my bilingual books are working very well. I've seen that my French book is working very well. And I've seen that my English book is working much better than all my other books so far. And so despite the fact that I had such a break in publishing between 2019 and 2021, I feel like I can apply everything I've learned for, you know, the next book is in, the next books in my series. I can do that one thing a week to help my royalties. I can continue to learn. I can, I'm just excited about looking back in more details at what has worked and what has hasn't worked. I started doing it, you know, with the net with NetGalley and with my newsletter and I want to see more about the ads and what has worked and what has been the best avenue for me for advertisement. I want to see what marketing strategies has worked the best by looking at everything that I've done and yeah, it's just it's it's exciting and I want to write those stories. I want to publish those stories. I want to share those stories with the world. And one thing I've learned about writing in 2021, I've learned a lot about writing in 2021. I've learned, you know, I took classes, I beta read, which I critiqued, um, which always helps me learn about my own writing and is wonderful. And I'm so lucky to have amazing and talented and just all around great critic partners. And you know, I've also talked about writing with Katie Upperman and Megan Carter and Mona Schroff and, of course, with Leslie Penelope and N.S. Johnson and talking about writing with those wonderful authors has been really inspiring to me. There is one thing that I'm going to note that I've learned about writing in 2021, something very personal and close to my heart is that I can still write, even even if it's hard and even if it's complicated and even if publishing creates an entire other layer on top of writing. And but yeah, 2021, I learned I can still write. I hope you're all having a wonderful holiday season, and I wish you all the very, very, very best. A lot of joy, a lot of happiness, a lot of smiles, no matter what you're celebrating. And yeah, just just happy moments with your loved ones, with your friends and your family. Thank you again so much for listening. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple or on Spotify, then I think you can rate it now on Spotify as well. So don't hesitate to rate it. If you're listening to this podcast on another platform, please, please, please also subscribe and share with your friends. And yeah, thank you. If you have any questions, don't forget, you can send me a voicemail. You can also send me an email at author elodinovodatsky at gmail.com. And Novodatsky is N-O-W-O-D-S-D-A-Z-K-I-J. Stay tuned next week for an episode on the highlights in a way, like the real highlights, <laughs> the highlights of some of the things that has happened in my self-publishing career in 2021, things that I'm looking back on and that made me smile about um, the last year when it comes to self-publishing. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And to all writers out there, happy writing. And to everybody, happy, happy reading.